Hi, welcome to the Rural Youth Podcast, which is brought to you by the Rural Youth Project, a movement to create positive change for and by young people living in the countryside. This podcast was recorded at the International Federation of Agricultural Journalists Congress in Minnesota. So I'm with Caleb Hicks and he's from Dublin in Alabama. And I'm just going to ask him a little bit about where he comes from, just to paint a picture about the place. So, Caleb, tell us a little bit about Dublin. Okay. So, um, I'm from Dublin, Alabama, and it used to be called Rafe Branch. But then a guy from Dublin, Ireland came and visited and said, this looks a lot, looks a lot like Dublin, Ireland. So, the name changed from Rafe Branch to Dublin. And um, it was in, either in the late 1800s or early 1900s when that, when that happened. But... I grew up in a, it's a very small town in Alabama, close to Montgomery. It's about 20 miles south of Montgomery, which was the birthplace of the civil rights movement with Martin Luther King Jr. and Rosa Parks. But um, all of my family, we were born in the area, most of us born in Montgomery, and then raised in, in the Dublin Raymer area, and we have several several farms in the area we have my 95 year old grandfather has about 50 head of cattle brangus charlay mix and um we have some timberland and my family cousins have some poultry houses as well so growing up there i graduated from a very small school with 11 people in my class and I wouldn't have traded it for anything and then went on to a college, a university about an hour and a half away called Auburn University, which is a, a land-grant university and it's the top land-grant land grant university in the state of Alabama. And I went through the College of Ag program there in agricultural communications. And now I work for a company called Agra AFC, which is a seed and fertilizer company owned by the Alabama Farmers Cooperative and, <coughs> excuse me, Winfield United, which is owned by Land O'Lakes in, here in Bloomington. And so tell me, Caleb, a little bit about growing up in Dublin. What was it like? How did it make you feel? What was good about it? What was bad about it? So growing up, uh, as I stated earlier, I wouldn't have traded it for absolutely anything. Just my entire family is so close to me and we're a very tight-knit group my grandparents live uh, less than a half a mile away and my aunt and uncles live on the same road as we all do so we all grew up walking to each other's houses like during the summer months on holiday as y'all would call it we would uh, grow we would just walk from place to place and when we didn't have much to do we'd walk up to my grandparents house and we'd sit and watch tv for them a little while and my grandfather would be like do you want to go knock about which means do you want to go ride around in the in the pasture and go check on the cattle but it was honestly the best experience i think that could have ever been for me because living away from all of that now I truly miss all of it and I know that I want to move back to Dublin and I would like to raise my kids there and for them to have the same experiences that I did growing up just to be able to be around that tight-knit family atmosphere and unit I feel like truly influenced me in so many ways 
even though I, I am doing my own thing right now and kind of moving away, but I know that I'll always plan to go back there one day and then start a family down there. And it was honestly just a truly great experience. And at times I grew up, I was the only child. I did not have any siblings, but I have two older cousins who were the sisters that I never had. And they were, they were truly instrumental in my life. And now they each have two kids. So I'm kind of, I'm somewhere in between that whole mixture and just being able to be in that dynamic and, and help these four kids, you know, show them like, okay, we're, we're in a real community and just how special it is that we are all around and we are one family. It's just truly, absolutely amazing. And, and it, and it was a little lonely growing up, you know, being in a small school in a small town, but having the amenities of Montgomery and then Atlanta, Georgia was only about three hours away. Having those amenities of large towns, not so far away did help with the, the I guess the difference of growing up in such a rural area and so the difference if you if you live in a city or a town you have a lot of burger joints cinemas places to go bars all sorts of things that you can do and and also a lot of young people that you can socialize with you can grow up with in your town your area where you had 11 kids at your school was there anything that you missed that you think you would have liked in your area that would have made it a little bit easier for you as a young person there? Nothing. I, I don't think, I feel like I missed out on anything because even though we went to such a small school, I feel like that prepared me in so many ways just to go into this ag industry full force because at that school it was all hands on deck all the time everybody has to help do something to accomplish a goal there whether it was a fundraiser or uh, you know helping to sell programs at the football game that evening or selling popcorn you know just it didn't matter what it was we were such a tight-knit group and we grew to know like you have to work for something to reach a goal and I think that's priceless to be able to learn that and just to learn a good work ethic and just that you always need to be working towards something, no matter what it is in life, just to be able to get to reach that goal. And I mean, you know, we didn't grow up with the burger joints. We didn't grow up, you know, being able to go to the movies right there in town. We'd have to drive 30 minutes either directions to be able to go see a movie or to get groceries. We There's no grocery store. We we just got a Dollar General, and I don't even know. Do you, do you know what a Dollar General is? So it's, no. it's like a it's a general department store and they have everything you need but they don't have everything you want <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's we got one of those in Raymer which is about three minutes from where I live or where my where now my parents live but um and everybody was kind of like everybody was kind of apprehensive of getting a Dollar General and now I don't think anybody could live without it because you get used to having that amenity around but we were lucky to have two local restaurants who were not chain restaurants that do provide great 
quality meals and you have to drive if you don't want to eat at the two places during the week during the work week you got to drive 15 20 minutes out of the way to go get a different meal so we were we were lucky we are lucky to have two good restaurants but other than that you know there's not much to do we do have a local bar who my cousin is the bartender but and it's called granddaddy's lounge so that that used to be the the good local spot to go to back in the day but um other than that there's not a whole lot going on there so what did you do for entertainment? You talked about football games and fundraisers. Um, they, they sound like a couple of the activities that brought the community together yes. and got you doing things. Tell us a little bit about the kind of things that you did when you got together as a community. Mm-hmm. What sort of things did you do? So uh, football, obviously, is in America is a different sport than it is elsewhere. It's usually considered soccer, but here, you know, it's a different sport. But um, on Friday evenings at our school, you know, that was the, the thing to be at, the place, the place to be. We were at the football game. We were watching our, our peers play out on the field. And um, some of the fundraisers we had was, one of them was called the Haunted Hayride in the Forest. And that was the biggest fundraiser we had for our school each year. And it was around Halloween and on the weekends. and. It was, again, one of those things that was all hands on deck. You volunteered, and the school would make an exorbitant amount of money in a short amount of time, and that's really what just was just awe-inspiring because you have this group of people coming together for the common good to help this small rural school by raising money for it, and it was just truly absolutely amazing. Even after I graduated, I was still a part of it, and it was just something that I grew up. I remember being very young, and we would, so you have different scenes. There'd be six or seven scenes in this wagon, tractor-pulled trailer throughout a pasture. It was a road, in a, um, like a just a dirt road around a pasture, and there'd be six or seven scenes, and each scene would have a different theme. One scene would have zombie themes. One scene might have a graveyard theme. I mean, it just depended. There'd be a clowns, just anything that would just try to provoke scare, a scare out of somebody, you know. But um, just being, growing up in that, that honestly was in my blood. And, and we were able to do that on, on, we had our family's property that we were able to do that on. So just, just being able to do that and just being a part of that was truly amazing. And, and no, our school is no longer uh, around now. They unfortunately had to shut the school down and it was, it was a very sad thing. And just, and I think every time, every year, being in South Alabama, it's hot most of the time of the year. But when that first cool snap hits in October, we always refer to that as it's hayride weather because it's, you feel it in the air and it's, you feel that, that little cool snap and it's like, okay, we're about to get ready for this haunted hayride. And now we're not able to do that. And it's just a kind of a – it's fun – memories that we will always have and my entire family was involved in this and then so many other people were and it was just a true true fun experience for the community to just come together and support that for the for our local school so thinking ahead you know if you 
decide, I'm going to ask you in a minute what you're doing now, but um, thinking ahead beyond that, um, you're talking about a lot of things that are very fond memories for you. If you go back, if you go back with a young wife or with your girlfriend to go and live there, um, as a, a young man, what would you do there? How would you make your living? And could you sustain yourself living there and bringing up your family? I think so. I mean, I wouldn't want to raise my family anywhere else. And, you know, I I don't know what my career path holds for me in the future. I don't know what God has for me down the road. And I just put my faith and trust in Him. And I just, you know, whatever He has planned, I know is the right plan for me. And being able to find a wife who would be willing to live in that part of the of the country would be truly beneficial to me you know and I, and I know that that's probably rare and few far between but just to be able to raise my children the same way that I would I was raised would be amazing in my eyes just because I I never wanted to truly move away from home and I only lived three hours away from home but it's still at times difficult whenever you do have older grandparents who are in their 90s and you're so close to your family three hours you know isn't long at long distance at all in the long run but it's difficult to be able to go back as much as you want to go back. So you have to realize that, you know, there's a plan in place that was set for you. And there's a reason why you're doing the things that you're doing. And even though you have these dreams in the future, they may not be the dreams that the Lord has for you. So you just have to rely and put your faith and trust in in, in God and just, you know, you just, have to hope for the best and just know that that there's a plan set in place for you and that it's all going to work out in his favor and you're you're working you trained in agricultural communications mm-hmm. and you're now working for a seed and input company seed and fertilizer company called yeah. agri afc and we're uh, jointly owned by Winfield United and the Alabama Farmers Cooperative, and Winfield is wholly owned by Land Lakes, which is AKA the Butter People. <laughs> yeah, and um, and just another couple of things I'm going to ask you. One is about the importance of different generations in rural places. Yes, you know it's not just about young people. That's it's exactly about right. All of those generations. Mm-hmm. Can you explain to me as a young person? Um, from a rural area just how important those multiple generations were to you in your younger years and and also when you go back how important those multi-generations will be to you in the future I mean being able to have the knowledge that people have been on this earth for longer than you have being able to have access to that knowledge is, is truly priceless because they know so much more they have experienced so much more than maybe you know somebody who's just getting out of college which i am in that position right now they have experienced so much more than i have. 
We've got a guy clearing up some beer bottles. <laughs> it's quite late in the evening. He's cleaning up our mess here at Ag Media Summit. <laughs> yeah. But um, they've, they have experienced so much more than the average, quote, millennial, unquote, has. So just being able to have access to that knowledge, like my 95-year-old grandfather, for example, I mean, it's, it's truly just in, just invaluable just to be able to just go and just talk with them about things that they experienced. He was alive during the Great Depression in the United States, and just his family had to drop everything. They were a, a prominent family in the Florida area, and then when the Great Depression hit, they left their whole equipment for their timber operation in Florida and moved to Alabama. They left everything. We haven't experienced something like that as, quote, the millennial, unquote, generation here in the United States. So having access to people like that who have experienced something that we have not is just truly priceless. And then everybody brings something different to the table. Our parents know more than they have seen different things than we have different times in government with different backgrounds of politicians, different times of the economy, different times in the workforce. So everybody is able to bring something different to the table that us young folks aren't able to quite understand or comprehend yet. I think that's very wise, wise mm -hmm. words, and and you've recognised as a young person just how important different perspectives, different generations, uh, different experiences are in yes. your learning and and also your community. Absolutely. And if you were going to give me three things that you think, so in the U.S. or other parts of the world, if there's three things that a rural community should have for young people to encourage them to stay mm -hmm. or not to leave or to come back, what three things do you think they would be? Well, I think the, the first one is faith, you know, faith in, in faith in God and, and faith just period. And then family would be number two, just, you know, being close with your family Everybody has issues. Everybody goes through hard times with their family. But in the end, they're the ones who are going to be there for you and with you through the tough times. And then the third one, I would say just have fun. So faith, family, and fun. And I, having fun is a big part of my life. And I try to find joy in every situation that I am and just positivity in all aspects. I try to find the most positive thing of every situation, which sometimes is very difficult to do when you're just at the lowest point and then you're, you're trying to find joy. So it, it's difficult to do that. But faith, family, and fun, I say, is, is just a huge, huge part of my life for me. You know, just... You know, just meeting you, Jane. Just like just the whole toothpaste situation. That was then that. Well, you'll probably have to explain that on a whole other podcast. But just little things like that, just where you're able to just find fun, happiness in in anything, is truly just it's amazing and it's it's just priceless. Yeah, I think that's a great 
Yeah, well, it's been a real pleasure meeting you. Um, and I met, I met Caleb at, a, at an event for agricultural journalists and uh, we had a bit of confusion over who owned a tube of toothpaste. <laughs> but I got talking to him and his friends from Alabama and they're a great bunch of young people. And, and what it's taught me is that, well, a couple of things that I, I know already, that age is irrelevant, so we've got on really well, despite probably being 25 years <laughs> apart in age. And, um, you know, I, I too loved his sense of fun. And, and Caleb, it's been an absolute pleasure meeting you and talking to you, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that we're going to stay in touch. I hope so. It has been an absolute pleasure, pleasure with you too, Jane. And it's just... At these sort of events, it's so neat to just meet people from different backgrounds and, and different parts of the entire world. And I hope that we continue to, to make these connections because, after all, you know, like, we're people and we need to make connections. You know, it's just in our, it's in our core to just make connections and not in the, in the workforce sense, but just in the human sense of making connections and just meeting other people and just learning it's, there's there's so much room to always learn what other people come from, how they think, how they work, and just it's just inspiring to just be able to talk to somebody else from a different country who comes from a totally different background and just being able to connect with that person. And just one final thing, what is it you love about Alabama? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, uh, one thing that I need. Okay, well, I mean, it's we say y'all, you know, which is a <laughs> which is a contraction of you all, and that's probably one of the number one things that people point out about people from the South is, well, they say y'all. Well, we do, and we <laughs> like it that way, and just <laughs> it. I don't know. I, I just being from Alabama is just a true fun experience, and I wouldn't have wanted to grow up anywhere else. Just me personally, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just being from the South sometimes can have a negative connotation to it. But I, I'm from the South, and I'm proud about it. I am happy where I come from. I'm happy to be able to say that I'm from the South. Quote of the United States of America and and I think that it's a a big part of of our country and and we're kind of divided right now in the country and and it's it's a tense time and in my opinion if people could just learn to get along better and just find that joy and happiness of being able to connect with other people i think that it could be better for so many of us caleb you're a young guy but you're very wise and it's been a real <laughs> real pleasure meeting you it has been a pleasure meeting you too jane thank you very much thank you